0: Hello, and welcome to The Healing Place with Fee. So um, I was sitting downstairs a little while ago, and um, oftentimes I'll post pictures to my social media platforms that resonates with me. And sometimes I'll put a little message with it, and sometimes I'll just, the picture speaks for itself. And so sometimes, you know, when I'm bored and I'm trying to figure out what to do when I'm kind of planning my weekend out, Um, I'll start thumbing through some of the pictures that I've saved, whether it's pictures I've taken or pictures or memes that I've saved that somehow it spoke to me. And, you know, I'll go back and look at them again and see if my if I can jog my own memory of why I saved it in the first place. So um, I found this picture that had um, it's called the, the title of it is inner child wounds. And so it has like four different buckets or four different wounds that the inner child has. And according to the dictionary, uh, the inner child is a person's supposed original or true self, especially when regarded as damaged or concealed by negative childhood experiences. So this picture that I found on online, um, it has uh, four different wounds and under each wound is like five or six different traits that they thought went along well with each wound. And so I just wanted to share this with you guys. Because maybe along your journey to healing, um, I firmly believe that in order to completely heal, or at least heal to the point where everyday life doesn't seem so cumbersome, um, you have to go back and you have to heal the inner child in you. Um, because that's where all of our thoughts come from. That's where all of our memories come from. That dictates how we react and respond to the world. And so I wanted to, I I, I wanted to share this with you. And so under um, each of the the wounds, you know, it has the traits. And so what I did is I kind of used it like a little questionnaire. Like, okay. You know, are these traits something that resonates with me? And so that's what I'm going to share with you. So under the guilt wound, they have uh, feel sorry or bad. So I always, when I was younger, I always felt sorry for myself. I always felt bad for myself. You know, every now and then, you know, something will happen and I'll feel sorry for myself. Um and, or, you know, I'll feel bad for myself in it, but I have to remind myself how far I've come. Um, and just continue to keep working through those moments because you're going to have them. Um, there is no such thing as can being completely healed from childhood trauma. It's just a better way to navigate through life when you have things that remind you of that, those childhood traumas. Um, you know, there's always going to be something. And so, yeah, I, you know, I, I find myself kind of catching myself when I feel bad or sorry for myself. So, you know, that's something that I, I continue to work through. Another thing um, that they listed was doesn't like doesn't like to ask for things. This is a big one for me because I feel like since I've been taking care of myself since the age of 14, you know, I don't really ask anybody for anything. My motto is if you want something done, do it yourself. Um, But I also know, too, that, you know, in life, sometimes you need a little bit of help and you need to not be afraid to ask for help. You know, there's a such thing as, you know, lending a helping hand. And then, of course, you know, hopefully you'll go on in the future and lend a helping hand to someone else. Or if someone asks you for things or asks you for help, that you'll be that person for them. You know, another one is afraid to set boundaries. Um, this is something that, you know, I continue to work on um, every day of my life. When I was younger, you know, I didn't know how to set boundaries. So I just let people treat me however way they wanted to treat me. And, you know, whether I liked it or not, it, it, it's neither here nor there. I just let them do it. I let people take complete advantage of me. You know, nowadays, no, I don't that's that's not even something that I that's even remotely on my radar screen. I definitely will set boundaries right away. And the friendships that I have had for many years, um, dec- a decade or more, we already set those boundaries way back when. So we already know not to cross those boundaries with each other. Um, and then finally, the other thing that they mentioned under the uh, guilt wound is normally attract people who make them feel guilty. You know, whether it was a dating relationship or friendships, um, this was something that I had to do a, a massive overhaul with is I always attracted people that, you know, if I did something really well and I would, re- I see, ac- I received a, an accolade, you know, they, my friends or my partner made me feel guilty for it, as if I wasn't deserving enough. And, the reality of it is, you know, I deserve a lot, you know, I'm, but I don't deserve more than the next person, but I deserve a lot because I gave up so much. And so, yeah, I had to do a mass overhaul of the the, the type of friends that I had and the the type of guys that I was attracted to, that I'm starting to attract better people. And because... I've made that decision to do that. I've been rewarded with some of the best people in my life. My partner, my husband, you know, yeah, he gets on my last nerves. And, you know, sometimes he can be a little bit challenging, but, you know, he sees a lot of my really great qualities. And sometimes he has to put up with some of the not so good ones, you know, and then all of my friendships. I have really great, amazing friendships that, you know, that has stood the test of time. But that's because I had to make that decision to stop attracting people that made me feel guilty about anything. So the other another wound that they have is the abandonment wound. And so under that bucket, they have feels left out. I felt left out a lot when I was growing up. You know, I was always a loner. You know, I wasn't cool enough to hang with a lot of kids when I was little because, you know, we were poor. And we didn't have the luxuries of having typical, like, toys and stuff like that. Like, we didn't have bicycles. Um, you know, if we had a, uh, my, I, my this guy that um, was supposedly my dad, he had bought me a Huffy, a 10-speed bike. And, boy, you would have thought that I had won a million dollars because I could finally ride around the neighborhood with all the, the kids that were riding around on bicycles. But that didn't last long because I ran into a telephone pole and um, the tire, the you know, wobbled the whole wheel. And so um, they took the bicycle and put it in the backyard and chained it to a tree and said, we'll fix it. Um, needless to say, I never rode that 10 speed ever again because they never fixed it. And eventually I outgrew the bike and they threw it away. And so, um, I was left out again, but you know, as I get older, yeah, I, I enjoy being by myself. You know, I can keep myself nice and happy and entertained and balanced when I'm by myself, but I'm also a very social person too. So there's ebbs and flows. So there's times when I, I need to be around people and be social and there's times I'm like, I just need me some space to myself and I'm okay with that. So, that's something that I've completely worked through. Another um, trait they have is is afraid of being abandoned. Uh, of course, I was abandoned all of my life, in at home and in relationships and so forth. That yeah, I hate when people leave me. Um, especially if I have a really close connection to them, it hurts. Sometimes it devastates me because. People left my life all the time when I was a kid. Um, so, I, of course, I'm always afraid of being abandoned. Um, but I protect myself in, in that way, in that, you know, I, I started cycling through my friendships because I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to be in a situation where if this person is going to develop a, a close tie to me and then turn around and leave or we have a, a row and end up they end up having to leave my life you know then i got to deal with the abandonment that comes with that so i'm always in protection mode keeping myself protected like that um and that goes along with um another trait is threatens to leave so because i don't like people to leave my life i like i said i go through what i call the purge like 6 months every 6 months um to rid my relationships or rid myself of relationships that aren't nourishing for me. And so, yeah, there's been a couple of friendships that I've threatened to leave because I'm like, I can't handle your stuff and my stuff too. But then I end up going back because there's something about that relationship that kept me there in the first place. So, yeah, I'll do a purge because I'm like, you know, I don't want to have to Have these people walk out of my life, you know, if they continue to get closer to me. So let me just drop them off and where they are. And then I continue my journey. And then the other trait under the abandonment wound is normally attracts emotionally unavailable people. Oh, yeah. Because of the fact I was abandoned. I have a habit of of attracting people that are emotionally just not that connected to me. They're just not that into me, so to speak. But I've grown to, as I've done a complete energy scrub of myself from head to toe, um, I've developed better traits, better um, tactics to attracting the right kind of people. Um, Because I, I read people's energy, I can feel it. So now I make better decisions in attracting the right kind of people in my life. You know, so I don't have situations where... You know, I've got people that are in my life that are emotionally unavailable to me. Why? Why have them in my life and why be in their lives? We serve each other no purpose. So there you have it. The next wound is the trust wound. And so they have um, six traits. One and one one trait that I felt connected to is is afraid to be hurt. Of course, I'm always afraid to be hurt by anybody because I don't know to the degree of what kind of hurt they're going to inflict on me. And then more importantly, how I'm going to respond. So yeah, I'm always like, man, let me just attract the right kind of people. So I don't have to get hurt a lot because I've already gone through so much. Um, another trait is doesn't trust themselves. So yeah, I don't, I, you know, I've gotten better at this one that I've learned to trust my gut instinct, um, cause it never steers you wrong. And so I've saved myself a lot of headache. That's not to say I've completely mastered it because there's been times that I didn't trust my gut. And I'm like, damn it. You know, I should have stayed the course. But, you know, I'm constantly working on that. Um, another trait is find ways not to trust people. Yeah, because of the fact my innocence was stolen from me. I didn't have any say so in the matter. I have a very huge problem with trust. And I'm constantly questioning, like, if I meet somebody and I feel like they're they're really a good fit for my life, whether it's a dating relationship or a friendship, you know, I'm always, I'm questioning myself, like, why is this person here? You know, are they going to hurt me? Can I trust them? You know, what are they going to say when I, when we have that really deep heart to heart conversation and I tell them about my trauma? You know, some people can't handle that. And so, um, you know, I find ways not to trust people so that I don't have to, you know, bring them into my world and then they hurt me and then leave me. So that's something I will continue to keep working through. Um, Another trait they have feels insecure and need lots of external validation. Yes. Um, I'd say in the last three years, this Completely changed. So, you know, I've gotten to that point that I don't need validation from people. I know that I'm a good person. I know that I have a great heart. I know that there are some things that I really excel at. And there are some things that I don't excel at. I'm okay with that. I am comfortable with who I am. But that took a lot of work. A lot of work. Um, Because I used to always... Um, feel like I needed people to to give me that add a girl or a pat on the back in order to feel like that I was somebody special because I didn't have that growing up. I remember when um, I graduated from high school and, I mean, it was a great moment. I think I was, what, the first or second person to graduate from high school in my entire family. And no one made an effort to even be at my graduation. Nobody, no body. My mother said she didn't have her hair done. My grandmother and my uncle said that they didn't have a ride because they needed to have somebody bring them in a car. I mean, they were repulsed by the idea of taking public transportation to my high school to watch me graduate with honors. So nobody was there. So when it came time for me to walk across the stage, um, My best friend at that time, her family, and she came from a a really, a really large family, her entire family like stood up and, and clapped and cheered for me as I walked across the stage to receive my diploma. And, you know, they gave me a balloon and a teddy bear and gave me hugs and was like, Oh my gosh, congratulations. You know, and, you know, I loved it, but I wanted my family to be there to be cheering for me and me run to them. And, but my family was not that kind of family. I mean, that's something that stuck with me all those years ago, and it still hurts. Um, you know, and then um, they another trait that they have is, you know, doesn't feel safe. I'm learning to feel safe where I am and with whom I'm with and where we are. And because of the fact that I lived in a constant state of disruption Um, growing up as a kid with the beatings and the molestation and all that stuff. um, You know, I always felt that I I need to always have an exit route. I need to always have an escape plan if something happened because I never felt safe. You know, was a funny story. So I live in a really affluent neighborhood. And um, I was, you know, we have crime here like any other place. But, um, you know, I was like real paranoid and stuff. So I ended up taking the, um, the citizens police Academy, you know, just so it could calm my nerves, but it was a really overall amazing experience in the, in the grand scheme of things. So I, I feel very, very safe where I am and who I'm with, etc. cetera. But I even went that far because I was like, I want to make sure that my law enforcement, they know who I am and. You know, I had need to have an escape plan if something happens to me. That's how crazy my mind works. And so finally, um, under the other, uh, the last trait they have under the last inner child wound is the neglect wound. Under that trait, one of the first um, characteristics is struggles to let things go. I'm a stewer. I stew on shit. I'll have an argument. I have an argument with my husband, I'll stew on it for, you know, a day or, or two, you know, and, and you know, I, I, that's just what I do. I have a hard time letting things go. And when I have friendships and if somebody crosses the line, I have a hard time letting that go. And, you know, cause you know, those are big things to me, you know, cause of the trust wound. Um, but I'm learning, you know, to assess the situation, make the best decision. Is it right for me to hold on to it? Or is it right for me to just let it go? Um, has low self worth, you know, again, this is something that I'd say 15 years ago, 20 years ago, maybe I had a huge problem with, I didn't see my own worth. And if you don't see your own worth, how can you expect somebody else to see your own your worth? They can't. So, you know, that was something that, again, I had to do a massive overhaul of assessing who I am, who I want to be in the world and how I want to be treated. And then, of course, the other part of that is the kind of people that I want to attract in my life. So I did a massive overhaul of you know my self-worth and you know i i don't toot my horn but i really do think i'm a cool chick ask most of my friends they'll go yeah she's pretty cool and i'm okay with that i'm i'm happy if my friends say that i'm cool anything above that is par for the course so low self-worth that was something that i struggled with for a long time because you know again I didn't have any worth to my family other than, you know, just being a piece of property. So I didn't develop that as a kid. I had to learn that through trial and error. So another trait they have is gets angry easily. Yeah, I've got no fucking patience. I will tell you that for sure. Um, I have got no patience and I have to learn to be patient. Um, in life with people in situations. So yeah, that's definitely, but I don't get nearly as angry as I used to. I used to be a complete hothead where it's like the slightest things would just blow my cap and I would be swearing like a truck driver. I've learned to let things go because all it's doing is just breaking my peace. And I refuse to let anyone or anything break my peace enough um another one that I that under the neglect wound was uh struggles to say no yeah I I sometimes I I find myself in situations where I struggle to say no um not as often though but yeah back in the day you know I, I felt like I had to be a people pleaser I had to say yes to everything I had to be everywhere I had to be everything to everyone you know, never mind trying to take time for myself. I could do that later in life or whatever or never. Um, so, yeah, I did learn to say no. I'm like, no, don't like don't like how you're treating me. Don't like how you're talking to me. Don't like don't like me. OK, bye. So now I that's something that I've I've definitely I could tick that box off and say I conquer that one. Um, Another one under the uh, neglect wound is represses emotions. You know, when I get upset or I'm sad, you know, I usually just, I bottle it up, which that's not good. Um, I'm definitely much more expressive now. You will know if I'm pissed off or if I'm sad, um, you'll know what I'm happy. Um, but there are times when, when I can repress my emotions and I need to, not do that and just let myself feel however way I want to feel about something and then move on because the quicker I allow myself to feel the, that emotion, it will go away. It doesn't stay there forever. Um. So another one that they have under this bucket is shies away from being vulnerable. Yeah, that, th- this is something that I still, you know, I, every now and then, you know, I will find myself struggling to be vulnerable just because I was so vulner. I was vulnerable all my life. I felt like a a, a motherless little bunny in the world trying to escape being picked up by the hawk that keeps circling overhead. So, um, you know, I learned I've learned that, you know, in fact, I'm like the complete opposite. I'm completely, you know, not vulnerable, but I'm very, very open So it's like, you know, so it's like it's that's a struggle. with just trying to find the right situations, uh, friendships to allow myself to be vulnerable. But that, again, that goes back to the whole trust wound. So it's a constant work in progress. And then finally, um, the other wound under the neglect wound is normally attracts people who don't appreciate them or make them feel seen. Child, this is one that I still struggle with. You know, sometimes I'll meet people or be with people that, you know, makes me feel small or meaningless. And because, you know, I, I've got all these other inner child wounds that I'm working on, and I just sit there and take it. So that's something that I still, to this day, I still, I'm working very, very hard to change. Um, is to be around people that make me feel seen and make me feel like they appreciate me as opposed to those who don't give a rats. So um that's all I got for you guys today. Um I thought this was really really good to share with my listeners um because you know as childhood trauma survivors and or just trauma survivors in general you know we all have an inner child that needs protecting. And, you know, some of us, we have to work the rest of our lives to protect that inner child because of the fact that the the natural child itself wasn't even protected. But I do believe that as you embark on your journey to healing, um, that doing the inner child work will really help you in so many ways. It is all of the work that I've done in my inner child. Um, I'm so proud of myself. Um, I always knew that I was going to be somebody great, but you know, I didn't know I was going to be able to be on the other side of everything that I, I came from and I'm so lucky. So whatever you do in your life, you know, the one thing that you can do for your life forever is to protect that inner child that lives within. Thanks again for listening to the healing place with fee. Um, I hope I said something that made you think really, you know, long and hard about your life or what you need to do to make your life better. Um, Because I'm just doing the work myself. And hopefully along the way, maybe somebody else can say, you know what, I'm doing that work, too. So until the next time, take care of yourself. All right.